this little chubby, goofy, weird girl. Welcome, everyone, and pull up a seat at the table. It is lunchtime in Rome. Tonight is episode 116, entitled Christina Mera. Christina is here to talk about the transition from college to the real world, quote-unquote, being a church elder at the age of 20, and all things emotional needs from her perspective. As much as anyone her age, she gets it. Pull up a chair at the table and join us. First-time listeners can subscribe on your favorite podcast app or listen directly at lunchtimeinrome.com. While there, you can take our relational needs questionnaire. Make sure to follow us on all social media, and if you can, if you would, give us a five-star review. Jay, what specifically is this podcast about? No matter who you are, at some point in time in your life, you will feel alone. Being alone is as bad as anything gets. If things are great but you feel alone, well, they're not as good as they could be. And if things are bad and you're alone, well, things just got so much worse. There is a Bible verse, Romans 12, 15, which states, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. That is exactly how you keep people from feeling alone and what this podcast is all about. Each week, we go over what's good or bad in our lives, along with some food talk, to model rejoicing and mourning. We then hit the main topic and finish with some do-betters and can't-do-betters as well. So while it may not be 12.15 in Rome, we're treating it like it is. Lunchtime in Roma. Fellas. Hi, Chris. Guess what I did this week? I went to Titusville. Heard of it? Oh, everybody's heard the of tourist, it. Actually, most people think the tourist capital of the new um, Mercer County. Yeah, the Mercer County. Cry, area. It's Crawford. 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 Ed, Crawford. It's on. It's on the. It's on the. The, the little corner of uh, Crawford and Venango. Venango. That's a great yeah. name. But uh, I went there. there. Yeah. Actually, most people in my life, when I say I'm from Titusville, they they go to Titusville, Florida first. Mm. And th- I'm talking people in Pennsylvania. I did not go <laughs> away to school. I went to Clarion. Mm-hmm. And yet, when I would say, "Oh, I'm from Titusville, Florida." So yeah. no, people don't know it's there. Titusville, Florida. Yeah, and it's it's a little bit bigger. Yeah, but no, I went to Titusville, Pennsylvania, my hometown, and that mm-hmm. is sort of my good for this week. What is my good for this week? It's it's a beautiful place up there too. Titusville is really nice. The country. Yes, you have uh, a connection, especially up there, at Brent. this time of year. You know, nice flowers, and it it's it is a nice place. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the suburb of Oil City, which is the first place <laughs> in the United States that found oil. Why do you do this? What? Why do you do this to me? What? They did not find oil in Oil City. They found oil in Titusville. Oh, well, see, I'm testing you. How dare you, sir? (laughs) I'm testing you. It's the only thing we're known for. (laughs) And Chris Davidson. So wait, why is it Oil City? Why is Titusville not Oil City? It's a really good question. I... And you know what I've never looked up? What was Oil City's name before? Maybe there was no Oil City before... Oil, the oil industry, I don't know. Well, but the oil from to, Titusville got hmm. shipped down the river down the Allegheny. to Oil City. Well, down Oil Creek. Oh, no. And it met the Allegheny in Oil City. And this is called Geography in Rome. No. I've never wow. seen so many listeners drop off so quickly, <laughs> so early in the podcast. Well, we, just, we have at least zero fascinated people right now. <laughs> I just want to say I got to go up and see family, nothing, nothing to do That's with awesome. oil. And, um, visiting my family in the post uh covid vaccine getting era mm. um has been really awesome this is sort of our second meetup and and our, our biggest one and it was an overnight and just to see all my little nieces and nephews and obviously you know my brother and my sister and my mom and her husband and and um just just getting together and inside outside like it mm-hmm. you know it, it just like partying it felt like it was night 20, real. 2019. Yeah, man. Yeah. And and um it's so weird that like my brother has two really young kids mm-hmm. and to go an entire year pretty much without like regularly or not even just right without really visiting and seeing them in person. They grow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um to you know make a little bond with with my my two nephews there that that was um How old are they? 2 and oh, so they didn't even know you. Well <laughs> <laughs> um actually jonah might have just turned he just turned three i i have a hard time keeping track they're of birthdays. they're young jonah knew me jack is like you know 
basically a newborn. Um, he's, he, I mean, he's now about a year, but yeah, I hadn't really like gotten to like see him, bond with him, play with him. You know, I, I like the babies. So, um, it was, it was, it was a good time. It's and that's good my to get, good to get some normal family time in. Absolutely. Absolutely. Can I share some food real quick? Skipping bad? Oh, I don't have any bads in my oh, life. Oh, look at that. <laughs> that's that's your good. Nothing worth sharing. Absolutely. No, it's been a really smooth week and, you know, school's and I mean just summer is on the horizon. I just I'm I'm living life on a natural high right now, Jay. Hey, how about that food? Halupki stir fry. Heard of it? What is it? Halupki stir fry. I don't know. Is that's, that Polish? Sure. I don't know. It's, That's some fusion food right there. We found the recipe in uh, a few There's years ago. There's a P ago. in this. Haloop. Yeah, yeah, it's no, not halushi. No, okay. it's halupki. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. It almost could be. It almost sounds like it could be Hawaiian too. Halupki. Well, it's it's um you know halushi has noodles. Mm-hmm. This is a paleo dish. Okay. And it substitutes, I guess, cabbage for the noodles. Okay. So it's it's basically a. Uh, ground meat you can use whatever kind of ground meat you want but ground meat with some tomato like diced tomatoes and a little tomato sauce in there and then the um onion and garlic and and cabbage and they they don't have you do rice when it's paleo but um i use a little bit of rice instead of quinoa i think but anyway is this part of the new diet you're doing um no it's just sort of a throwback recipe that, oh, okay. that we loved a few years ago when we were more we mm-hmm. were all sort of doing a paleo gluten-free kind of thing for a while and uh, but i decided to pull it out of the so it's only stir fry in the method with which you cook you're not it's, like fusioning no, flavors and i think it's a bad name actually it's not really a stir fry it's a it's halupki simmer it on the stove yeah saute yeah not yeah just like but you just throw it all in after the meat's ground Put it on low, put the lid on, and, and there Let it the goes. Let the flavors marry. Yeah. So, so you're not having... Uh, it's not stuffed cabbage. It's not stuffed. It's not... Yes, steak. it's kind of an unstuffed... Ooh, yeah. Bella's going to be mad. She hates She hates it when they say it's deconstructed. <laughs> She's like, no, it's not deconstructed. It's just a pile. Oh. <laughs> Bella, it's kind it's, of a deconstructed. It's deconstructed. Yeah. Ooh, snap. Or it's just not constructed. To pre-constructed. It was never... Pre-constructed. Yes. Pre-constructed. Hey, Christina... Hey! Hey! That was a good. That was a good <laughs> moment to chime in because I was about to say, um, we have Christina Mara with us, and so excited. Yes, and it's it's nice. Is she our youngest guest so far? Oh no, other than our two, we've had a couple uh, teens. Ethan. Yeah. Oh, that's the oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, he he's going to carry that that badge for a while, I think. And aren't some of the ladies so. that were here our wives younger? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that would be weird. If Christina they were younger might be than our, me. Oh, if they were younger than Ethan. <laughs> Christina no. might be our first. <laughs> oh, that would be awkward. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Our yeah. first guest in in their 20s, though, right? Am I right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. What about Chris- uh, Luke and um, uh, I don't know. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah. But yeah, she's. I want to get Christina some bracket, sort of. Uh, uh, yeah, she's um, she's sort of the lead college, post college, yes. just getting into the workforce. Thank you. Arguably the most regular attender of the table to finally sit at the, at table. the table. Right. Nice. She's All been right, virtual for it. years, and now you're live. Yeah. You want to share something with us? Yeah. Well, thanks for having me here, guys. I'm happy to be here. It's your pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's my pleasure. I don't know about you, but go ahead. <laughs> um. So, I guess I'll talk about some goods and bads for the week, but I don't really have many bads, but goods is just pretty much everything right now. I Look feel at like that. Life is just going good. I'm... Graduated from college, started my first job, got my first paycheck on Friday. Nice. Apartment. Um, yeah, yeah. Moved out pretty much. Um, still in the middle of that a little bit. Um, signed a lease yesterday. That's a big deal. For a deal. new apartment, moving in there with a friend mm. in July. Wow, um, so many big moves right now. My sister's baby shower is on Saturday. Oh, wow. Yeah. You making cookies? I am. I have to, after work tomorrow when I get off, I have to go help her because she's almost to the point of not being able to make her own cookies anymore. Mm. When, yeah. is, when is she due? She is due July 10th. Oh, wow. Okay. But she's she's getting pretty big. Mm-hmm. Like she's, <laughs> sorry, Caroline, if you're watching. <laughs> Every time she walks in the house, I'm like, wow, you're pregnant. <laughs> and they're like, be nice. I'm like, I'm not lying. <laughs> I don't think there's um, fluoride in cookies, though, is there? <laughs> oh, snap. 
<laughs> Depends on the water you use if you're using water in a cookie recipe. Yeah, I mean, so. I just use tap water, so technically. Christina is a, uh, a dental hygienist. Yes. Is that the correct title? Yes. yes. Right now, I just started a job at a pediatric dental hygienist. Nice. Dental Hygienistry. So you work <laughs> on kids. Hygienistry. You work on kids. We could maybe talk about this later. Yeah. But you yeah. work on kids, and man, that's got to be a, a unique kind of a challenge because they're squirmy and don't like the dentists. And yeah, yeah, that's got to be the most famous yeah. of the hygienists. What the dental hygienists? Yeah, you don't hear about too many. I, I don't that's know about true. gum well, hygienists or. Well, or but that would be the same thing. Airplane it, hygienists. Yeah, I look at gums too. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's both. Like whenever we would like wow, go to lunch talented. before, and I was like, when I was in hygiene school, and you were like. Hygiene school. <laughs> like they teach that now. They teach you how to be clean. <laughs> Shouldn't you know that by now? I figure you're college, you got to teach you that. This is what we call right. a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, I can talk more later so about how it's been working with kids because mm-hmm. it's been an adventure, especially today. That could be kind of, I don't, like I said, I don't have too many bads, but like today was a little bit of a more rough day at work. I felt Mm. like every kid had a tantrum, Mm. which it happens a lot and they recover quickly and they're fine after. But, and then you deal with the parents that like are basically causing their kid to cry because they're just like overbearing parents Uh or they're like, just calm down, stay still. Like parents getting in the way. Like, and you tell them, look, you're not emotionally responding well to your son's <laughs> right, like, trauma. Your kid's kicking their legs in the chair because they're squirmy. It's fine. Like, stop yelling at them and making them cry. So that's the whole thing you well, have to do. Well, crying in the dental chair today, drugs tomorrow. You better calm down. Yeah. <laughs> it's all scale. It's all perspective. <laughs> well, I celebrate all those goods that you're having. I mean, this yeah. is a, yeah, a great time. momentous time in your life. Mm-hmm. All these, all these like, big... I don't know, adult things happening, you know, like getting your own place and graduating and first paycheck and all that. That's just super cool. I feel like this is like the perfect week for me to be on here because I feel like everything is happening at once. So big changes. We do get to rejoice with you. I mean, it would be fine if we had to mourn with you as well. We can Mm -hmm. do that. Um, For me, do you have any food stuff you want to share? Are you good? I don't think no, so. it doesn't. Not just jumping living right out in, at you. Yeah, living in my apartment by myself right now in Oakland is like whatever I can make when I get home from work at seven. So mm. may I suggest stir fried halupki? <laughs> oh, I'll have to give it a try. But that is, that is tough, and that is I mean that that is kind of an adjustment when you're out all day. You know, you wake up and you're on the go, and then all of a sudden you're home. Like the last thing you want to do is try to find something to cook. You know, yeah. That's where a crock pot comes in handy. You make something in a crock pot, and you have. Mm-hmm. Do you eat leftovers? Yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. that's like. I just. I don't know if key. I even trust myself to really just leave a crock pot running all day, or if I trust my crock pot in my old yeah. apartment. True. Like plug. Do you trust the wire? Nineteen sixty-one electricity. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's true. I don't think I could do it. You don't want to burn down your apartment before you move out. That's no. Uh, no. Lose a security deposit. <laughs> yeah. Toothpaste ain't fixing that hole. No bueno. <laughs> So for me, my uh, good is kind of a stealth good. We went to a, I mean, a picnic, but it was cold and rainy, so it was a party uh, with Rachel's CrossFit group, and I've told a couple of you guys a little bit about it. But what's what's good about it is I normally go, and Rachel is a CrossFit trainer, and so it's all of her friends and all the people that she works out with. Now the owners, Jen and Mike, who are great, great people, they know me, they they love all of us, and they were there for us through the trade days, and we've known now for 13 years. But they're busy and they're hosting. Okay, well, nobody else there, uh, what's the biblical term? Gives a rat's ass about me. Mm-hmm. And if anything else, they know I'm a pastor, and so they keep me at arm's length. And so it's a very challenging time for me to be there because not only am I not the center of attention, which this may shock you, I don't mind. When I'm the center of attention, I'm not the center what? of attention, but I will say things and people won't respond. Like I'll talk and it's not that they don't fall over laughing. They don't even listen. And so I will do it at times. I'll go to this party and be by myself and, and entertain myself in the lack of communication that comes back to me. Like I'll try to start a conversation to see if somebody will just ignore me because it's so hilarious. I'm confused. Why? Why are they ignoring because I'm not a CrossFit guy and they don't know what to do with me and they're talking to somebody else or they're just whatever. Wow. Yeah. It's very weird. But this year, you know, and once again, hey, we'll go hang out, whatever else. Maybe I'll get to talk to Jen and Mike more everything else. I, 
not only were there amazingly interesting people there, and I won't name them all, but I mean, one is a woman who is wanted in Eastern Europe for protesting an election and would be killed if she went back. She had a story that was interesting. And a guy who's a professional squash player from Egypt, like I haven't met too many people like that. And a guy who it just there's so many different entertaining people there, which there always are. It's a very eclectic and high achieving group. But there were just a couple moments where I was just on fire with being funny in just small amounts. I wasn't dominating conversations, but it was sort of like I was the comedic assassin mm-hmm. and multiple people heard it. And it was, and even I, like me, I, you know, my worst critic and everything. And I, and I said a couple things and I was just like, gold. I mean, I was just, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I said that. It was like, and ah, uh, so it was just a really good time. We ended up spending a lot more time than we thought we would. And got to be nice and listen to some people as well. I can't just be about me after all. So I got to rejoice with people and mourn with a couple people. So that was what was good. Can I ask you something? Sure. Um, you have mentioned before where somebody's stolen your joke. Oh, yes. So would you rather, and I, I guess they both suck, but would you rather somebody steal your joke or would you rather just nobody pay attention to the Oh, part? for sure steal the joke. Because that gives me another story. You would rather. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because I've created something that turned out to be funny. Mm-hmm. And I can then say, hey, I said this joke and they stole it. So then you get sympathy on the back end, mm-hmm. so yeah. to speak. <laughs> well, that's it's awesome. Curious. And like you got to talk to new and interesting people, but you also got to have your own blips needs, you know, your own sort of emotional re-energization. Yeah. And, and it was unique in that I add to the party without really dominating the party you know like i said just in and out Mm -hmm. very quickly i had a guy a long time ago tell me that yeah you know maybe you should just be in social situations the guy that was working with me discipling me that kind of stuff and he's like and and maybe not talk and i was like huh Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's like just sit back and observe the room and i'm like well that's strange and that's the time right after that i was doing that and this guy's talking to me and i'm like don't talk just listen and this is before i learned all the stuff that i know now and he goes well I can tell you're not really interested because you're not talking to me. So I'm just going to go share with somebody else. And I was like, see, this is what happens. But anyhow, I've gotten better at it. What's bad is also what's good in that it's crazy busy right now. Uh, certainly with Joe uh, graduating, there's a ton of things that goes into that, obviously. And that's just a lot. And with Rachel just limping home during our school year, and I've talked about it a lot. It's just a lot. Like, it seems like a lot of people are hanging on by a thread. Mm-hmm. And we're just trying to get to the finish line. And I always say, you don't want to live the life of the next big thing production. It's like, oh, if we just get through this. Mm-hmm. Oh, if we just get through mm-hmm. this. And we're not there. We're not far from there. Right. You know, because the next thing you know, you wake up and it's August. And you're right. like, oh, as right. soon as Joe goes away, to sc- okay, now we're back in the school year. Yeah. Well, June's coming. You know, now we're in yep. June. We're going to enjoy June. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's a lot. Mm-hmm. And food-wise, sure. for the second time ever, I ground my own burgers on Labor Day. Um, Memorial Mary, Day. Yeah, yeah. Memorial Day. It's, uh, yeah. Can't even talk my way out of it. <laughs> yeah. You're already going to September. I mean, I already confused Christmas Eve and Good Friday. So why not Memorial Day and Labor Day? Um, and the first time I ground my own burgers, they were amazing. I mean, it was just Aldi. You know, I used like country ribs and chuck roast or something. Oh, neat. But I cooked them wait, on the- Wait, 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 wait. So you bought cuts at like just random, like I bought, different- Right. Not I put them through my meat, meat grinder. Okay. To make fresh ground huh, Is that how they actually make hamburgers? Turns out. Really? Yeah. Wow. And they always say you want a percentage of fat. And I'm like, how do I know how much fat is right. in a chuck roast? Because like, like, you, buy, you buy like 90, 10 or 85 15 or whatever. hamburgers right, right right but if you're grinding your own right how do you know you what, just, am i gonna make a pile and weigh them you just eyeball it oh okay yeah that's what oh, i do i appreciate that <laughs> Sweet. so the first time i made it they were great but i charcoaled them mm-hmm. so of course they were great mm-hmm. you make mm-hmm. a charcoal burger it's gonna be great yeah so this time i made them and i bought it was at aldi and it was skirt steak and they were 50 percent off so i bought three of them ground it but i added bacon into mm-hmm. the the grinding process to, mm-hmm. to make added extra fat problem was we're going over to maryland and bob's dinner was at five they don't have a grill so i had to cook them at home but i couldn't cook them all the way at home Mm. because i had to go pick up my mom and she wanted to be there early timing is everything so they were they were really good but they weren't cooked as well Mm. so i don't know if they were as great as i think and i think i did over fat because i cleaned out my the fat scooper in the bottom of the and your girl didn't catch on fire oh certainly didn't catch on fire i've already cleaned it once yeah I cleaned it the other day, which having stainless steel, everything makes it a lot easier to clean. But like the great thing was full. 
mm-hmm. and it had been empty before that. So I think I overfatted mm-hmm. my burgers. Well, anytime that you're looking to continue to test that, I will certainly. You're eat. still willing to be like when the, be, like in the summer of ribs, absolutely. one or two years ago, you were willing to be my test. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still willing to do that. Summer so. burgers. Summer burgers. Last Fresh year was the summer ribs. I think it was two years ago. No. Well. It should be this year. 2020 too. got arrested. <laughs> arrested. Well, well that's another story for another podcast. Brian. Yeah. That's me. Hi, Brian. Hey. Turn. Yep. Okay. So um, <laughs> I just have a lot of, lot of things that were just hitting me as, as you were talking. First of all, Amy Hammond mentioned that we should do, um, you should try to do steak and nachos. She blew her own mind earlier tonight saying, Steak and nachos. She put those two things together, and it just blew her mind. So I'm just saying, steak I, I, I want to ju- steak them, steak them nachos. Um, we can talk about that later. I just okay. wanted to document that because it, it like lit- I thought Amy was about to cry when she said it. Like it blew her mind. Um, anyways, to go back to good and bad for me, um, I got two things. One at work, I successfully submitted apps. To the Apple Store and the Google Play Store. Welcome to the club. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a big, um, like it's, it, it was a big internal kind of a test for us. We were just more looking to understand what the process of it was. So you know, long story short, we we did this whole test environment, blah blah blah. But the point is, I was able to get it into those stores, and like my company's never done that before. They've never like they they've always stayed out of the Apple game specifically. It's always been like the Android side. So that was a big you know that was a big win. Um, How come you didn't tell us you were going to do that? I mean, I celebrate your accomplishment, but like it was because a secret. It, well, no, it's just like, it, it happened. There was a customer that came to us and they're like, um, we're going to quit if you don't get uh, an uh, Apple app. Mm. And so you banged it out one after. Yeah, it was like, it was like two weeks ago, <laughs> three weeks ago or whatever. And it was my, like, my boss was like, somebody's got to figure this out. I was like, I'll try. And I did. And it was, it was Man. great. It was great. Now, I know, I know great, it's just like but, a test app right now, mm-hmm. but to mm-hmm. get it on the Apple mm-hmm. store means you had to jump through all the right hoops and get so it. Many hoops. Like it had to be accepted. Yes. It's not something you can just post there. No, you can't That's just post awesome. it. No. No, it was it was a lot of hoops and you have to have um like I was in dialogue with the team or the Google people or whatever. Um and because they're like, you gotta fix this, you gotta change this. And and so anyway, it was a longer process. Um, but yeah, it was uh it was good. And and so now like you know, it's it's a big direction that our company could go in and make more money off of, and I feel good that I was able to contribute to, you know, a new kind of a line of uh, revenue. I just think that's so awesome. And now you have this huge new skill that mm-hmm. you can take with you, right? And like, how to do it into the future. Like, right. That's awesome. Right. So that that's a good thing. Um, on a less adult nerd, um, good thing I would say the going disc golf with um, everybody, but. Christina and Chris. Uh, so sad. I was in Titusville. I know. And, and I felt bad that you couldn't be with us. And I felt bad that you couldn't be with us either. I um, can't throw a Frisbee, so I probably can't throw a disc. <laughs> it's not a well, she made the hey, distinction. I had to wow. make sure I backed okay, myself up there. So, <laughs> so that, that was a, like, I hadn't been in, in, well, I hadn't been with you guys for almost a year. And been a minute. I hadn't been out. I hadn't thrown a disc since September, I think. So it was just, it was, it was, more it was a beautiful day to do it. Yeah. It's more than the oh, game. Oh, the camaraderie, the walking around, the smelling the fresh air. I mean, you're out in, you know, you're in the woods. And um, so that was fantastic. I just had a great, great time. time. Uh, I really don't have too much of a bad this week. Um, Man. No, I, I, I don't. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been good. Um, and I will say, and I bring this up, you brought up ribs and I bring this up because the ribs is my food, but. Every time I do ribs, I compare myself <laughs> to your ribs, and you had the ribs at my house, and I know, like, I served them, and you were like, these are good. They're there. I Those didn't know. Good. No, you didn't do that, but that's how I take okay, it. Okay, I was going to no, say. No, you, no, you would never do that, and I appreciate <laughs> that. You know, they're not in a smoker. I mean, they're, I know they're not different a, animals. I, I, I did them on, uh, on One propane animal's just a little grill. better than the other. I did them on a, grass, a gas grill in, like, an hour and a half. I didn't put the right seasonings on. Well, the season, of, actually, the seasoning was on point. The was seasoning, it? yeah. I mean, 
Because all you tasted, I mean, it tasted like good pork. It was good pork. That's it exactly wasn't like, what's this magical rub you're using? Right. No, that was on point. Yeah. I mean, it was an hour and a half on a grill versus right. four hours. And I didn't want to like, slow. I didn't want to douse it with, with um, barbecue douse. sauce, you right. know, um, I, I wanted to, you know, but anyways, like that's my food and I, I still stand by it. And it was great, but I do feel intimidated every once in a while when I make food and you're there and you're like, yeah, this is cause I know your palate. You're so like, Oh, I, I can taste the cumins in intermingled with the cinnamon. Yeah. Well, there was no cumin. In there was in no there. cumin. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows it. Yeah. So. Well, you know, sometimes people add sugar to their rubs, and sugar is sweet. And how sweet is it that Christina this person. is with us uh, today? And, Christina, I couldn't be more proud of you, except you're not my child. So, I guess if you were my <laughs> kid, I would be prouder. But, I mean, it is so cool to be a part of your life and to have you be the young lady that you are. And, really, I said in the opening, represent an underserved listener base at lunchtime in Rome. You know, maybe you feel lonely every once in a while when you log on and you're like, okay, there's uh, Phyllis Johnston. She's a little bit older than me. There's Mary Lynn. She's, you know, but it's really important for your story to get out because you are very unique. And what I mean by that is you are at 21 now, almost 22. August. There we go. Yeah. Your old college student who is very grounded and understands the impact of emotional needs and how to heal from hurts, but also how to help others heal. And uh, I'm just very excited for you to be with us. What I would like to get into right away is to how you came about learning more and more about this i mean i know we've met and stuff like that but give me your perspective of okay i was 16 and now i'm 21 and and what's the difference in your emotional state from then to now and the process that goes in your mind but before we do that brian what would you yeah. like to say so wait you met her when she was 16 no i'm just throwing out a number. Oh, okay. way okay. before that yeah way before. <laughs> okay okay but okay gotcha well i don't how about this? Where did your hurts go when you were 16? Um, we talk about how they go from to either anger, mm -hmm. fear, guilt, or self-condemnation. And where did your, when you would be hurt, where would it go? And then how would that manifest itself? Um, I think a lot of fear mm -hmm. um, of not being good enough, not being accepted um, was kind of where I was when I was a lot younger and... And acceptance is one of your highest. It is. Yeah. Yes. And for those of you listening, when you're here accepted, it's not into a group. That's being accepted, being loved, even though you've made a mistake. Right. So that's one thing I feel like I'd always been like this and probably not as much anymore. But like if I do one thing that I know could have bothered someone um, and that creates fear that, oh, I've damaged they, the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And then as I just got older and learned more about my own emotional needs and relational needs and what it took for me to feel better and heal my hurts, um, I feel like it helped me understand people more. And like I can make a new friend and just kind of talk to them and realize like, okay, so I know that this is what you need right now. Oh, ah, nice. I think that just. Do you say that, or you know that in your head, and then no, you... I know my head, and then I use that. Because <laughs> they're walking away like, uh -huh. "Aha! <laughs> I got you. I can read you." <laughs> People's um, sense of security goes through the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but but that helps you be a better friend. Yeah, I think so. I mean, we can go back to high school. I was in a relationship the whole time through high school. We broke up like three days after I graduated and I thought that my life was over. Mm -hmm. Like it was my mental health. Everything just fell to the floor so terribly. And like not for a week. No, like for, for months, mm. like, and even leading up to that, cause it was just fighting for a high school relationship that didn't need to be there, mm -hmm. which caused a lot of hurt in everyone involved. Um, I think that was like really something that changed me a lot as a person, just realizing like, okay, you thought that this was the end of the world and it felt like it, but sure. it wasn't. And 
I feel like from there is when I kind of started to know my personal needs more. And then, like you guys talk about, knowing your own helps you to know other people. Mm -hmm. And so here you are now. That was just this scared high school girl who broke up with her boyfriend or he broke up with you and the world's ending and everything else. You transition to college, college. Now you're transitioning to adulthood. What does that do for you emotionally now that you're going out into the world, you know, quote unquote, real world, which you've been in the real yeah. world for a long time? Um, well, I think that one thing, like you can see my security is a very low need for me. Right. But I feel like. My high school self, that was probably a lot higher, mm -hmm. feeling like everything needed to be in order perfectly. And I think just growing up more and being done with college now and figuring out life stuff and like big stuff, I actually feel that falling more um, hmm. to the point that I'm just kind of like, yeah, getting through the big stuff. And like, I don't care as much about like having to have everything in order, which I think has hmm. made me grow as a person. Yeah, I think the older you get to, the more that you realize, look, that's just not reality. I mean, there's certain order that you can create in your life, but at the end of the day, if you rely on 100% order, that's, it's it's inevitable, It's it's it won't happen. And so, do let me ask you, do you th and, and this is a point I wanna make about this questionnaire that you've taken and that we offer at Lunchtime in Rome. There are going to be, if you take it now and you take it five years from now, two, two months from now, the results might change a bit because you're, you're a bit, they, they do change, um, as you change, as you get more hurt or as you heal in a different way. So do you think that, um, like you said, um, right out of high school, that relationship ends? If you'd have taken this test back then, you, do you think security would have been much higher on the, uh, the scale? Yes and no. I don't know. I like it's, I like where you're going and I and flush that out. Talk it out. Why not why no? No, because sometimes when I look at or think of the need of security, it's more like a I don't want to say financial, but like life thing. You look at like, the more material side of things. Yes. And physical security. Right. You don't identify that as relational security. Mm. Right. But Which, I think that if we look at it as like a re relational security thing, that would have been much higher at that time than it is now. Even relationally, I feel like I used to be the kind of person that would force friendships, relationships, um, whatever I thought was good for me. But now I kind of, it's just like, I realize like I should just go with the flow when it comes to those things. So like the re relational side of security, I think has dropped. I don't. <laughs> I think you were very wise earlier in what you said, which was I was very afraid. My hurt, my hurts went to fear, mm -hmm. fear of not being accepted. So right. the security is low because the acceptance is so high that I'm afraid I will screw this up. So that's even before you get to, and I won't have this relationship anymore. Right. That I don't want to be the reason this falls apart. I don't want to have. The responsibility and the doubt. So I think it would have been similar back then, you know, maybe a point or two either way, because that's the manifest, you know, the, the security comes after, oh my gosh, it's my fault. Yeah. You know, which is actually guilt and fear. Did mm -hmm. I screw this up? Is it going to happen again? I don't want to face and being then the one that runs it up. condemnation. Because I'm not worthy of yeah. this. Is how it manifests. Mm -hmm. Tell me about, you said forcing relationships then. Now, is that like yeah. even as like a little girl? Because that breaks my heart into a million pieces. <laughs> Like you running up to somebody, you're going to be my best friend. <laughs> I mean, honestly, probably, yeah. Like, I just think of myself even if we want to think of me as a little girl, like me in elementary school, this little chubby, goofy, weird girl. I've seen pictures. <laughs> <laughs> most people have. I show them off because it's funny. Um, I like, I had friends, but I feel like I always been that friend that's like your group of friends is right here all packed together and then i'm that friend that's there but not always you're the third mm. girl at the mall yeah kind of like right behind the other two trying to get into mm -hmm. the conversation but you have to keep getting out of the way when people walk by right yes so i feel like i mean even till now i kind of have always felt like that friend and even if it's totally not true i've always felt that way but then I'm starting to get to the point where 
in life, if I feel that way, then I don't need that relationship in my life. Like, is it that you don't need that relationship or you're, or can you be okay being that tertiary, like not best friend, but the next one down because you can still offer something to those people or is it better like just bye? Um, I don't know. Is You're it like, well, bad to just answer? Well, yeah, <laughs> I kind of want to just say like, if I, I don't know. I feel like it's important to mean as much to that person as they mean to you in a relationship. You mm-hmm. should care about each other at even levels. Does that make sense? So you're saying you and, would not be right, comfortable so in that if situation. I felt that I was the one friend that was cared about less or mm-hmm. like on the outskirts, I used to try to push that and mm-hmm. make myself that main part of the friend group or whatever. I'm is. nodding and agreeing with you because I have a history of that as well. I share that feeling with you. Yeah. And um, not easy. Yeah. Right. To f- try to fit in and always feel like you're not quite fitting mm-hmm. in. And I feel like that has change like what has changed now is i kind of realized like well then like i said i don't need that like if i am going to give more to a relationship than is given to me then or friendship relation any kind of relationship then i will slowly pull myself back and see what happens i don't know if that's the right way to handle that well, it's healthy but for for now, at least. I feel like it's healthier for me than oh. to push something that I feel like isn't bang your head against a wall. Really, and keep there. Wondering why it hurts? Yeah, because right. a lot of times in relationships, there there really is a there's an arc to it, you know, and and the, I think that there are times where we cling to something because it might be familiar. Um, and you don't want to maybe hurt that other person's feelings, especially if, if, if there's somebody you've been walking with, you know, in, in different levels for a while. And so it, it, it is nice and freeing to be able to, like, when you're at a place where you're like, you know what, I got to readjust this. I got to change this up a bit to be able to make that, um, you know, to have those conversations or be able to have that ability to do that because otherwise, it is it's going to hurt you more it's going to suck the life out of you a little bit more so good for you for being able to understand yourself enough to be able to change that when needed yeah yeah thank you yeah, yeah. and i feel like the college side of things and even getting out of college that's a huge part of that because in grade school middle school high school any of that you're with the same people mm-hmm. you stay with your class but then so you kind of feel like not stuck in these relationships, mm-hmm. but these friendships that are just, like we said, like easy. But then you go to college. And everybody and, knows you one way. Sorry to interrupt. Right. But everybody knows you one way. Mm-hmm. And so you feel stuck in that role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Please continue. But then you go to college and you can make your best friends of your entire life. It's and a fresh start. Mm-hmm. So many new people. And for me, that's what I thought college would be. Mm-hmm. But I went to dental hygiene school, which was me and 19 other girls all day, every day for two years year round. Mm. So that didn't really happen for me. Yeah. I didn't really get that like expanding of friendships a ton. You went to a great big school with a very small focus. Yes. Yeah. And small. Very. Yeah. So I feel like now even graduated from that, I'm like, I mean, my new job and talking to new people and like. Now it's like really the real world of people, not school people. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's it's real. And not to put you on the spot. And Jay, um, her, her biggest, her highest need is affection. Can you first of all explain what affection in the, in the context of emotional needs? Can you explain what affection is? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's being loved both verbally and physically, whether it's a hug, whether Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's being communicated with that you are loved. So how do you take that need? You're in college, you're, you're in your, you know, late teens, early twenties. Um, and as you, as you get more aware of who you are, what your needs are, what this whole thing is all about, how do you take that? And, you know, find, find a healthy fulfillment with that in an age right now where things, you know, I mean, social media is insane and people are probably, you know, like people are nuts. And, and so how do you, how do you, how do you do that in a healthy way? 
like find affection. Find affection so that it's not harming you. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just trial and error. Yeah, and it takes the right person to be able to meet or the right people to be Mm. able to meet that need. Um, Because I think that affection, I have a high need of physical affection. um, But being a 21 year old female, if you want physical affection from a man, you're probably not getting the physical affection you should have physical a healthy affection system. that is healthy mm-hmm. um <laughs> so that's one thing that the right kind of affection like a hug a handhold like i'm talking friends too and isn't Not it also just... relative in that like you walked in here and i rubbed your shoulder or actually it was your <laughs> elbow because i didn't get up i didn't want to make a big deal out of it but like that can mean as much yes. as a hug from somebody who really wants the hug, mm-hmm. you know, and you're just like, oh, okay, I'll give you a hug. Like, yeah. it's all about, it's all relative to what's behind it as well. Because right. you, you've seen many friends who hug each other all the time and stab each other in the back five seconds mm-hmm. later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that hug didn't mean anything. Right. Well, and I think too, knowing this allows you to have, you know, not a, not that a hug is going to be the best thing in the world but it allows you to appreciate it a little bit more when when you have those moments and you know maybe that's a healthy way for you to you know kind of fill that that reservoir up in you that you need yeah yeah because i think that verbal and physical affection both are fill me fulfill me Mm -hmm. um like Wait, is there verbal affection or is that something different? It's both. It- affection is both verbal and physical. It's okay. the communication of that you matter and right. that there is love between two individuals. So, like, just someone, like, reaching out, like, letting you know that they care about you and love you and they're there for you. Well, that would be, like, support. But No, but that's, could- that can be affectionate. Okay. And, it, yeah, it, they do, you know, the emotional needs sometimes... Uh, I don't want to say they bleed onto each other, but, you know, there's overlapping. Mm-hmm. And, and one person may take something as security because that's right. what they need when somebody else may take it as affection because that's what they need. Right. Yeah. So I think that, like I said, both verbal and physical, and it takes the right person and not even the right person because anybody can meet these needs and learn how to meet these needs in someone, but to know how to do it for a specific person like if i saw rachel i'm not gonna go big give her a big hug everybody knows you don't do that to rachel (laughs) for the record i have to start saying this she will hug you especially if you need a hug she punched me yesterday when i tried to hug her (laughs) that's that wasn't why that's because it was you i told you it depends on the person Uh, right we actually started making a list the other night where who would she hug and who would she not hug (laughs) That'll go on uh, after hours in Rome podcast. We'll, we'll give the list on that. <laughs> that's the, sub- the subscriber perks right there. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's our fans only. Account. Can I ask a? Can we delve for just a minute into your relatively high score in attention? Which, when I look at your scores, that's the one that stands out to me. Now, granted, hmm. I'm not a peer of yours. I only know you from like church setting, etc. But man, you don't seem like an attention seeker. Where do you think yeah. where like where where do you have that need for attention from? Being the youngest of four. Amen. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wow. Yeah. Um but how how yeah. old's how close are you to your next oldest sibling? Next oldest is like three and a half, and then so we're thirty two, twenty nine. 25 and 21 the baby. i think so yeah so there's a there's like a decade span there almost for for your parents of having kids and um yeah and, and a lot of times that that youngest is like fighting for that approval and attention see we and, both as youngest have mm-hmm. high needs for attention but what's interesting and again emotional needs are different with everybody and you you come upon them differently you know for me the youngest of five I was a traditional in that normally the youngest one gets a, t- a lot more attention than the older ones because the older ones are gone. And now mm. mom and dad are focusing on the little one, you know, on the youngest. And you get all the rules that the older ones never had. Mine is completely flipped. I need attention because it was like, I'm not even here. Like they were done. Mm. It was, and they had their own trauma, their own doing their own thing. Whereas you've gotten a good bit of attention. You just didn't want that attention. 
Yeah, that's what I was mm. going to say because I thought that that would because I know that your need can be high for something because you didn't get it or because you got a lot of it and want it. It's comfortable for you. It's what you like. What you're used to. 21 years right. old. She yeah. gets it. Ding, ding. Okay. <laughs> All done? No, keep going. <laughs> yes, you've graduated. <laughs> Next week, Christine will be uh, taking care of lunchtime in Rome by herself, everybody. No, but, but go ahead and flesh that out. Um, but yeah, I feel like the reason that my need for attention is what it is, is, is what it is, is because I did get a lot of attention. I still get a lot of attention from... My parents, being the youngest, I'm pretty much the closest to somewhat living at home occasionally right now. And there has been good attention and there has been bad attention sometimes. And I feel a, like and, it's and a little as, much just like every other teenager. As deemed in, by you. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, right. 99% of kids who are ignored would kill for any of the attention mm-hmm. that right. you've had. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... In no it's, way, shape, or form are we saying anything was wrong or anything like that. It's just natural right. parenting yeah. that right. has left you like with, no, I want attention for this over here. <laughs> right. Not this that you're focusing on right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it's, I have grown up in a close family that we do every holiday together still. We get together for so much and we all talk to each other every day. And You actually like each just, other? Yeah. And I just feel like attention comes from that and speaking closely with my family. And that's made me kind of be the person that I need you to show me that you care by paying attention to me. Because that is what I know to be love. And it's just having someone there to listen, which these are like every emotional need. (laughs) because (laughs) Otherwise you feel alone. Yes. Because your needs aren't met. Right. What I love is when you apply all of your emotional needs, you know, you tell me that you love me, but you show it by giving me attention. And if you don't, I'm going to feel like I screwed up Mm -hmm. and therefore something's wrong with me. Right. And like even someone just giving me the verbal affection of telling me that they love me, which is giving me attention by telling me they love me, makes me feel good. Also so gives you the affection. You get the attention. Every need in one. <laughs> this is the roadmap to loving Christina Mara. <laughs> but what I think is the big difference, if you look at your transition from high school to college and now from college to the quote unquote real world, which I've always said, you know, you're in junior high school and you're like, I just can't wait to get to high school. Everybody's mature. And then you're in high school and you're like, I can't wait to get to college. Everybody's mature. And then you're like, I just can't wait to get out of the real. And then you realize, oh, they just get older. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody gets more mature. Right. And then they have babies. And, it's, they make it's, and then I see them taking care of their babies every day at work. And I'm like, wow. You didn't get any more You're mature. really not that much better Are than me. Are you sure I didn't go to middle school with yeah. you? <laughs> it's an amazing adult realization, too. Really and you're like. Wow, really? We're all just thought, grown up yeah, kids. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I I thought everybody else knew how to do it. Right. Nobody, Nobody knows has how to do anything. Nobody knows how to do figuring it out. I actually said the other day, why do I have to be the adult? I'm a 50-year-old pastor and a coach of 25 years. At some point, I'm going to realize, no, no, you are the adult. <laughs> but my question was, high school to college, college to real world. I f- obviously, you're far more secure in who you are now than then. How much do you think that has set you up for success that you, you're you more, less frantic emotionally? Is that a fair statement? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I've gone through a lot of emotions in my, I could say 21 years, but 15 to 21. And I used to be the kind of person that, I mean, we all know the joke of Christina cries. Like, we all would make that joke about, like, oh, how do you, what do your hurts go to? And you, Jay, would ask me that, and I'd say, uh, crying. Mm. That that was me. I don't know that I, I ever just, joked about it. Uh, we've, There's we've jokes joked about, about how it. some have dealt with it. <laughs> I've joked about it so many. No, I really didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know I that about like you. We've ta- yeah. I'm a crier. So and she, that's fine. she cries, but it, you go to hurt, fear, fear, guilt, anger, self condemnation. So, What's the, what's, let me ask you that real quick. She cries. Why does she cry? What, what is that hurt? How, why is that making her cry? Or what is, you know, you know what I mean? Like that hurts going somewhere. What's, what's she crying for? Well, it's just a quick expression of the hurt. Yeah. And 
you know, you could, if you're using the cup analogy, that's part of what comes out of her cup is sadness. Yeah. You know, rather than something else destructive or sleepless. Because there's people that don't cry. Ever. Right. People that don't cry. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden they realize, oh, well, they overeat or, oh, mm-hmm. they, they have, they don't have good sleep patterns. So there's a lot of outlets. Crying would be one of the right. outlets. Okay. And the thing That's is, a healthy one. which I mean. is important and tell me, here's here, since you're a crier, you're an expert crier. <laughs> um, what I would like is somebody said to me once in my training that grief without comfort is pointless. And I had a girlfriend in college when I was upset about my parents and my dad, well, specifically my dad. She was like, you know, it's okay to cry. And I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> so, because then if I cried, I felt alone. Can you tell the difference between times when you cry and nobody else is crying with you, or at least nobody gives you comfort, and then the times where you cry and you receive that comfort? Yeah. I mean, it's a whole different feeling. And I think that even goes back to how you said, like, my change from high school to college to out of college. And before I did have like those more frantic emotions that it would just be an instant cry, whether I was alone and just by myself, or if I was with someone, had someone to comfort me. Um, and I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, you're saying the difference between early in high school, you might be with friends who didn't understand when you cry or right. they make fun of you when you cry, right. you know, or you're just straight up alone when you cry versus now more often you have people to cry with. Yeah. So in and the difference between the, the two, the crying, I feel like is completely different because one is healing and one is sitting alone in your thoughts mm-hmm. getting way worse. So like you said, hurt without grief, what was your, grief without comfort yeah it's pointless it's just pain. right so crying without someone without comfort being there comforting you or worse yet shaming you mm-hmm. you know get over it all the poor emotional responding right you know it's not helping anything it's a double hurt right C- can i tie something in that i want that i i didn't find out until after last week's podcast but um it, it goes in line with what we talked about last week but also goes in line with this right here um so Eric and I last week talked about each of us have a ha, had a stillborn sibling, right? And I didn't find out until after the podcast last week. It's like one of the things we talked about what what's what's a bad way or what don't you say at like funerals and, mm-hmm. and like how do you not comfort people in, in suffering? Um so right as 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 my mom had the stillborn baby, they went over to um drop me off at my grandparents. So my dad's mom and dad, right? Mm-hmm. My grand, my dad's, you know, broken up. My mom's broken up. My grandmother, God rest her soul, tells my dad, oh, stop crying. That's not going to bring your baby back. And my grandfather, who is not, he was in, in World War II and wasn't, you know, wasn't a very affectionate man, went over and hugged my dad. And it, so in that wow. moment, like the, the, best the, the roles seem to be reversed, right? Like, like mm. anyways, I, I just want to tie that in because it seems to be like exactly in line with what kind of what you asked her in a way. Well, you it's know, a I, perfect example of both. Yeah. And it breaks my heart. Like when I heard that, I was like, woof, you know, that's that's I can't believe that that scenario happened to my parents and not to take away from Christina. But no, I, just, I think it's a great application of it. And she doesn't have to come up with her own application. Yeah. And throw somebody under the bus. Oh, that's good. I have one more crying question. Yeah. Do, do you still <laughs> Do you want me to show you? <laughs> no. Oh, well, maybe that answers the question, though. I was going to ask that as you've, you know, mature... Not that crying is an immature thing. I don't mean that. But as your understanding of your own emotions and emotional needs and, and you know, like you, you've spoken of um, feeling secure in... in going out into the world and, and, you know, facing these different things. Do you still, do you have the same quick cry reaction to things now or do you? It takes more. Okay. Um, and it's easier for me to get through things on my own. Um, so whether that's positive effects of something negative, meaning I didn't get comfort whenever I was crying or sad or hurt or whatever at one point and I learned how to deal with it on my own. So you're talking about processing is, it like on yeah. your own. Yeah. So I feel like it takes more for me to get there because I 
know what I need more now to comfort myself. Um, and as much as that's possible, right? Protect yourself from further hurt. Yes. And talk myself through whatever it is, because I know what I need as a person. Um, and you know, what, anyone and you know else. it doesn't help. Right. So if I'm going to yeah. go ahead and lose it, but there's nobody there to help me find it. Right. Well, that's just going to suck. Right. So if I am crying and someone says, stop crying, that's not yeah. helping. I'm not, I'm probably going to cry harder because I just realized, wow, you really aren't mm. comforting me at all or supporting me or mm-hmm. all of these things. And you're things. like, look, it's my second day on the job. I'm sorry, boss. You know, <laughs> this is just emotional. Right. The kids were crying, so I did too. Join them they in their emotions. Yes. You're like, look, you don't understand emotional needs. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, like, I'm cleaning this screaming 10 month old's teeth today and he wait 10 months old mm-hmm. what are we doing hey when you get your first tooth well six months after your first tooth or when you're one year old wow the rules have changed yeah i think i went when i was 10 <laughs> <laughs> well we Didn't took our kids me, no. we took our kids when they were three i think yeah something I like mean, that people do that but yeah real but that's real <laughs> rules. but anyway some people some, some people we call cys on that <laughs> But I'm cleaning, cleaning, we use like a toothbrush and just make sure their teeth are coming in good. This like 10 month old and he is screaming. Well, sure. Yeah. And that's what happens. They recover quickly, whatever. And I'm like looking like in his mouth and doing this. And I'm like, oh, good job, bud. You're doing amazing. And I'm like, this does not feel like good emotional Mm. responding because he is screaming and sad. You're lying to this kid who can't understand you. Right. He's yeah, and he's so upset and like so hurt that someone is invading his mouth right now. And I'm like, oh, you're doing so good, good job, bud. Keep it up. His first words were, "How could I do worse?" <laughs> <laughs> so there's my latest emotional responding. But if this was a different podcast, we would talk about callings and occupations and stuff like that. And it's it's neat to me already how many people have said, oh, I could never do what you do. And oh, dealing with those little monsters, whatever else. But you are uniquely gifted and called to do that, are you not? Yeah. And everybody tells me like, oh, yeah, if somebody was as a dental hygienist was going to be a pediatric one, it's you. Mm. Like, so that's nice to hear because everybody knows like, I love kids and I feel like it's a fit for me. And she babysat for us once upon a time. I don't know if she yes. checked. Did you check my kids' teeth just for practice? <laughs> no. Uh, we've seen your kids' teeth, so the answer is no. <laughs> oh, smack. <laughs> wow. wow. I mean, I'm just I, a really Lily's, bad parent Lily's, tonight, apparently. Lily's teeth are fine. I think we have a couple <laughs> openings tomorrow. <laughs> get them in. Not get, sponsored. Ben's like, can I get a lollipop? <laughs> I would just like to know, or not like to know. What I would say is we didn't touch on the fact that you are actually only 21, but you are, in fact, an elder in our church. And uh, when you come back next time, we'll we'll talk more about that and other <laughs> things. But it has been I, it was neat because it was a risk on my part to ask you to do that. And yeah. I think it's been rewarding for you. Yes. Yeah. I, Loaded question. Hard for you to say no. No. Live on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no better comment than no, yeah, yeah. No. yeah. If no. I could say one thing about being an elder is it has taught me to understand people more of all ages, the older people in the church that we help reach out to, um, guide. It has helped me a lot more with that because I, I they mean, used to just be old. Right. They were just the old people that sat in church. But now it's like the real people. (laughs) No, but I don't know. I feel like my Christianity has been mainly focused in my life on people like around my age. Mm -hmm. And being an elder has grown my faith immaculately because I'm around people who are way more mature in their faith than me and being surrounded by that has pushed me to know god more and i've learned so much and and very few of them and i don't think you know this but very few of them while maybe more mature certainly in age (laughs) more mature in their walk with christ perhaps 
uh, they are far behind you in their knowledge of emotional needs. And whether you know it or not, they have, I've watched them watch you and go like, hmm, I didn't know that. And so it's, it's a good compliment and exactly why I wanted to have you there. As far as that decision goes, I don't think I could do better. Oh. But you know who could do better? We only have one do better tonight. And mine is a headline only. Uh, Dateline, don't even know, New York. Ding. Headline, bodybuilder who wed two sex dolls is now open to dating humans. Well, that... He I mean, do, you can't you, do better than... No, I, was that, I, can't, <laughs> I think we could have started a little earlier. I Wait, we I thought when you first said it, he married to... No, like, no, no, he, no, no. He joined... He was, right. a, he was the efficient. No. So he, no. he actually... He, mar- he, he, he himself no, married. No, he's not the efficient. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. That's... He's a polygamist <laughs> with sex with dolls. dolls. Gotcha. It breaks my heart that relationships and emotional needs are so bad that he had a relationship with an inanimate object. And Not I one, said, but two. No, 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 Well, you know, he's, he's, he's a bodybuilder. He's a big guy. He's got a lot of emotional needs. And he went all the way to marry them? Apparently. Wow. He said, I was in a relationship in the past about seven years. He said, who, uh, he said, uh, self-professed, never mind. Um, yeah, not reading the rest of that article. <laughs> All right. Do better. I have a can't do better. Some people can't do better. Yeah. Um, this is uh, Dateline, Ding. jolly old England. Ding. Oh, we have, we're British. <laughs> that's appropriate. We have a 12-year-old. Giving his grandfather his dream of flying in a Spitfire, which is a type of plane, by sending heartfelt notes to airfields. So the story goes Mm. like this. His wife of 57 years had just been moved into a care home due to Alzheimer's and sadness was his only companion Mm. until his grandson surprised him by fulfilling a lifelong dream. 12-year-old Harrison Gurney wanted desperately to cheer up his granddad and came up with a plan to give him the surprise of a lifetime. So, his grandfather had loved Spitfires ever since he witnessed a dogfight over his head during 1945 over London during World War II. And his father was a World War II pilot. So, ever since witnessing that, his grandfather had dreamed of, of... flying one so the grandson to help him celebrate his 80th birthday wrote letters to airfields and um got one airfield who had spitfire there um got them permission and and grandfather even got a chance to control the plane for a while and just he said it was the the time of his life and and can't do better as a grandson than that and how many i mean that one we we, you know we're trying now with our do betters and can't do betters to identify what emotional needs did somebody bless and can't do better or mm-hmm. hurt and do better. Wh- what do we find in that? Well, first, the bodybuilder? No, we're skipping that. <laughs> it was all of them. Not going to talk Not about one it. emotional yeah. need affection. met in that guy's life ever. <laughs> yes, affection, sla- sadly, is yes. now met in a new Acceptance. relationship. Yeah. But no, in this one. I think he showed his grandfather. I mean, again, I guess it, it depends. We talked earlier about how it depends on how you're receiving it sometimes. But I think he showed his grandfather a lot of um, security, respect, hmm. affection. Certainly I, affection. I don't know about security so much. Attention. I would have gone with attention. Attention. Yeah, yep. that's a good one. That was mine. Oh, it's yours. You said it first. Affection and belonging. I think belonging is a really smart thing you say that, Christina, because he's saying, look, this is how much I value you, Grandpa, and yeah. that you're my grandfather, mm. and really, to a degree, he's honoring his, his grandmother because, boy, here's, you know, she wouldn't want him to be so sad, mm. and so she's stepping in. Look at Christina just coming through time and time just, again. Yeah, I even knew that affection went with belonging and everything. <laughs> well, they're separate, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. So we have okay. a do better, can't do better, but it's mostly can't do better. And that is a local youth football team, the Homewood Bulldogs, had all of their equipment stolen out of their shed. Now, Homewood, if those of you don't live in Pittsburgh, it's a, it's a less than affluent suburb. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean it's a very, very, very poor inner city community that is overlooked and the bulldogs are w- really the only good news you hear every year that comes out of that mm-hmm. they, they came out for their one football game last year it was 
quasi-viral, the one kid came out on a mini bike mm-hmm. in his uniform, mm-hmm. and the kid and the team came running out behind him, and they had this big loud music and everything else. And recently, their stuff got stolen. So I, my beat on the uh, can't do betters is always the GoFundMe's, and so within one day, they had a goal of getting nine thousand dollars to raise mm-hmm. to replace equipment. And they're already eleven two. That's oh, awesome. Good. Now they've in also one day. Yeah, I mean, it's well, now it's been a couple of days, but in one day they got up to that it was. timing also saves so much heartache. You know what I mean? Like just the fact that, okay, in one day, All I bet a lot gone. of people breathe a sigh of relief. You know? There's your security. Yeah, right. Right That's there, the, because I, his I, kids I, like, is there going to be a season? This is what I was talking about the whole time. You're ahead of it. Yeah. You're ahead of it. That is incredible. And that's how we like to end it. So that's it for episode 116. We are so thankful that Christina joined us tonight. Uh, if you can, guys out there, please give us a like or follow us on social media. Visit us at lunchtimeinroom.com. While there, take our relational needs questionnaire, find out something about yourself, and thank you for joining us at the table for Lunchtime in Rome. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 I like the babies. She blew her own mind earlier tonight. This little chubby goofy weird girl okay i'll give you a hug is what it is 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 what it is is because (laughs) wow i have one more crying question and um visiting my family is what we call a shower okay (laughs) all done being a 21 year old female if you want physical affection from a man